0: today, I want to talk to you about another uh, aspect of healing from infidelity. And it's really focused more on the person who's betrayed. And I'm calling it from fury to forgiveness, navigating the path of anger and healing from infidelity. So from fury to forgiveness. Um, You know, Forgiveness is complicated, and it's very related to anger. We're human beings, and when we're hurt, when there's a threat, our body responds. And it responds appropriately for how we're experiencing the event. There's not a person alive today that, if they've been betrayed, is going to... Be neutral about it. They could be numb about it, and that's another story. It's, it's Some people, the way they deal with pain is they numb themselves out, but that's not really neutral. We're all affected by it. you know. And sometimes uh, the hurt and the accompanying anger that comes with it may come out in different ways. For some people, they get more depressed, and the anger is directed more towards themselves. Sometimes the anger is externalized and acted out, sometimes uh, the person just handles the anger by talking about it, which is probably a good thing. But you can't just forgive. It's a little more complex than that. You can't just say, I'm going to forgive and just forgive. It doesn't work that way. You've been uh, betrayed at at, you know, maybe the deepest level of your being, you have oftentimes opened your heart to this other person, given of yourself to this other person, and suddenly you discover that this person um, has portrayed you, you know, been with somebody else or a number of people in some intimate way, sexually, <clears throat> emotionally, or otherwise. And so there's hurt, there's devastation, there's disorientation, and there's anger. There's a part of us that, that wants to strike back and be destructive, and that's normal. I'm not saying it's good to act it out. It's not a good idea. As a matter of fact, it hurts others, and it could probably hurt yourself, and you don't want to um, get yourself in any trouble. Uh, but to have the experience of anger is totally understandable and totally normal. As a matter of fact, not only is it understandable and normal, in a way it's good because anger gets you in action. So, for example, if a person is numb, the problem with numb or if they freeze, they can't act on their own behalf and need someone to help them through the numbness to get to the anger and the hurt underneath. So if you're experiencing your anger, it's actually a good thing in the sense that you can move uh, in a direction of taking care of yourself. Some people that are angry, they, they move out. Sometimes they say, they set a boundary, like you better go to therapy with, and, with me and without me, and if you don't, I'm done. Um, there can be you got to move out temporarily. That can be uh, I'm not being intimate with you until we get a handle on what we're going to do. There's lots of ways, healthy ways to use anger to set boundaries. So anger itself is not a bad thing. What we do with it can be good or bad, based on how it ultimately affects us. But uh, but anger is about setting boundaries, and we need to set boundaries, especially when boundaries have been betrayed at our expense, because of the person who betrayed us. So then, how do you get to forgiveness? And that's what we'll talk about here. The there's no way you can ever forgive a betraying partner, if you don't feel your anger intensely. You need to feel your anger and all your other pain directly. You need to process it by yourself and with others, maybe with a professional. I spend a lot of time helping betrayed people process. But you cannot get to forgiveness without experiencing your anger. Now, what do I mean by forgiveness? Because again, forgiveness, we think of forgiveness as it's a way to um, get the other person off the hook. I don't think that's very accurate, even though ultimately, when there is forgiveness, in a way, the other person is maybe, maybe being given a second chance, if you want to stay in the relationship, um, or at least uh, has a chance to have some decent relationship with you, or maybe at least is not the target of your venom when you hit that forgiveness uh, stage. So it does let them off the hook to that extent. But it really is about you letting you off the hook of the pain. But this is not an event. This is a process that only happens when you go through the pain, the, the anger especially. And so having this fury, this anger, and the hurt that accompanies it, and experiencing it fully, crying about it, expressing what you feel to that person and others. There's a point where you can now make a choice. Do I want to let go? And I let go for me. Number one reason is for me. I think of when I forgive someone, that it's a loving act to myself. And it's because when you forgive, you're letting go of the pain associated with that. The other complex part about forgiveness, though, is that it's very important to realize that the anger is there to protect you. And so there's going to be a part of you that says, there's no way I'm going to forgive this person who betrayed me because now I'm laying myself open to being hurt again. It's something I work with with betrayed people a lot. I just was working with someone just yesterday, Um, his, his partner betrayed him, and he wants to be with his partner. His partner is working in ways that really build his confidence that things are going to be better. Now, she's addressing the underlying issues of why she cheated. And she's just showing up in different ways than she did before much more aware, much more conscious, much more thinking in terms of two people, not just one. And yet, there's a part of him that's angry and doesn't want to fully forgive. Because if he does, it means on some level, he's opening himself up to be hurt again. Now, I'll talk about that in, in, in a little bit. But I'm just saying that's the complexity of forgiveness, you want to let go of the pain. But you also don't want to have this that, that piercing pain in the future. I said to this person, this betrayed man, that in a way, your choice is to continue having the dull ache of your anger and your your wall up versus letting it down, being fully forgiving, and then opening yourself up to a potential um, piercing pain like he had before when he first discovered the infidelity. Of course, there's ways to gauge. And that's what I'll talk about in a little while. But Before I go there, I do want to talk about the role of empathy and compassion in the forgiveness process. One of the things I've learned in helping couples and individuals heal from infidelity is that we got to go deep. We can't stay on the surface of things. Oh, he's just a cheater or she's just a cheater. Um, It's not really true. There's an underlying or a number of underlying factors that contribute to this person's cheating and there has to be an, a curiosity of course on the person who betrays part but also on the person who was betrayed to be curious like what was behind it what was you know what what were you trying to do what early childhood wounds were you trying to compensate for This is truth. I've seen this thousands of times now in my 40-year career doing this work that even though there are sociopaths out there, the great majority of people that come to me because they've cheated or the partners that are coming because because they were betrayed are not dealing with sociopaths. It's more complicated than that. And so it's easier to have empathy and compassion when you go deeper, where you don't look at just the surface uh, view of their behavior and go deeper into their hurt and their pain and why they did it. So that's very important in terms of compassion and ultimately to be able to forgive. Until the person sees the, betray- the person who betrayed as more than just a cheater, it's very difficult to, to get to that forgiveness and, and to have that compassion, of course. with, with, uh, the, with uh, a deeper understanding, then it's easier to empathize with the pain of the other person. You can't empathize with the cheating behavior, but you can empathize with the pain of that person and that pain that was part of what led the betrayed person, the betrayer to betray. So that's an important part of it. And of course, once you have more empathy and more compassion, You're softening, and you're moving towards letting go of the pain, letting go of the hurt, letting go of the anger, which is the forgiveness process. So, what are some steps that you could take towards forgiveness? I think the first step is to forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for any decision you make. You need to forgive yourself as the betrayed person. If you decide, I can't do it, I'm not able to get past it, I need to leave. Don't be judgmental of you. You might know someone who made a different decision, who stayed in the marriage or the relationship after the discovery of the infidelity, and maybe it's just not what you want to do. You just want to start fresh and move on. Forgive yourself for that. If, on the other hand, you want to stay in the relationship, because you value that person, because you see the goodness in that person, because there's children and you don't want to just break up the family, forgive yourself for that. Forgive yourself for staying in the relationship. Let yourself be. Understand that things are complex. That's why you, again, This compl- I keep using the word complex because it's an important word when you're talking about forgiving someone who hurt you so bad who betrayed you. And of course, forgiving the... Um, I'm faithful partner. Um, you know, the first thing, like I said, is you get interested, you get curious about what made you do it, what hurt, how is this a uh, reflection of your earlier childhood trauma, which I talk a lot about in my infidelity programs and in my and my therapy sessions too, because I find that to be central, really central to true healing, um, and. Then the other part of it is the betrayed person has to at some point make a decision that um, this person is a good risk. You need to assess. You need to assess, is this person a good risk? Is this person someone who's showing me growth, maturity, willingness to be uncomfortable, willingness to listen? Is this person someone who's demonstrating that it's he or she is worth Be taking a chance on again? And if the answer is yes, you don't, it doesn't have to be unanimous inside of you. In other words, because ambivalence is always a part of it. It's always a part of us that might want to hold back. But at some point, you decide to forgive. You just say I'm taking a chance on you. I'm opening my heart to love again. And I forgive you. And of course, hopefully, then that, that betrayed the person who did the betrayal has given you good good reason to take a chance on that person again. If the person who betrayed is not showing any signs of growth, there's no way as as a clinician that I would ever encourage the betrayed person to open themselves up. I would say stay protected. So we do, do need to make that assessment. So once you forgive, once you've let, go of your own hurt and anger that um, naturally is released from your body. It doesn't mean you never have it again. It might be a process you got to do more than once probably is. But look at it uh, you know, it, there's the incentive there is that it promotes healing promotes physical healing, and it promotes emotional healing for you. You know, when you are letting go of the pain that kind of kept you Angry, it it has a lot of healing potential on many levels for you. But again, like I say, it is a process. And then, of course, once you forgive, there's still uh, the rebuilding trust and reshaping the relationship after the anxiety, anger, after the anger and anxiety subsides. Um, it's it's a matter of. Um, you know, continue to do the work. That, that when forgiveness, when you experience forgiveness, that's not the end of it. There has to be continual work growth as uh, two individuals and as a couple. Uh, communication is really crucial, really very, very important. And uh, it, it's just something that is really never-ending. So it's what takes you from a couple that is healing from infidelity to thriving as a couple and being in a much better place than you were before, even before the discovery of the infidelity. So that was what I wanted to talk about, how to go from fury to forgiveness, how it helps in healing. Uh, I think uh, if you can listen to these words, maybe you might have to hear it more than once. It's very complex. Give yourself permission to be patient and uh, pass this on to other people that might be going through this as well. This is Todd Krieger, making the world safe for love. That's it for today's episode of Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. For free resources and materials, head over to toddkrieger.com. Loved this episode? Head over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you.